the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Hello, and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. I'm your host, Wendy Jones. And each and every week, we bring information pertinent to people as they age. And this program is no different. Our topic today is about our hearing loss. And it's something that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And actually, a lot of people don't even recognize that they don't have hearing loss. It's really easy to see when you have visual loss because all of a sudden you're like squinting your eyes, can't see the board, can't see the streetlights or the signs as you're driving. But hearing loss is a little bit more difficult to recognize. In fact, People 65 years and older, 31% experience hearing loss. That's a pretty large percentage. So our topic today and our guest in the studio is an audiologist. So I'm very grateful to have Kristen Hinderleiter. I said it right, Kristen? Yes, you did. (laughs) With me today. And she is a doctor of audiology and she has her own practice And she's been doing this for a long time. How long have you been doing this? About 25 years. Okay. Well, I consider that a long time. Um, I've been doing this for about 25 years too. So there we go. Um, So I do believe, um, Kristen, you know, as we age, a lot of things happen in our lives and we do sometimes and don't sometimes want to talk about it. But hearing loss is something that we've got to talk about. Yes. It affects so many facets of our lives. In fact, it affects everyone else around us more than it affects us, right? That's right. <laughs> so tell us a few of the statistics that you know people experience with hearing loss. Well, we find that about 43% of adults aged 75 years and older actually have hearing loss. And studies have shown approximately 28 million Americans could benefit from wearing hearing aids. And unfortunately, most people are uncomfortable and they don't want to talk about hearing loss or they actually wait seven years to even get tested. Well, it's obvious it's a big problem. It's just so obvious to me. And 
I don't know why people don't, why don't they want to talk about it? Because it's a sign of getting older, and they feel like once they get their hearing tested and they have hearing loss, they're they're getting older. They'd rather just avoid it and just pretend like it's okay. And, I, and one of the things I always tell my patients is that hearing aids are now so discreet that it's much more obvious when you're saying what and staying away from the conversation than just putting a little hearing aid in and being part of the conversation. Because they've changed over the course of the time. It's not like this big, huge, like everyone knows you have a hearing aid in. They're very discreet. In fact, I don't even know if you can tell that I'm wearing some I right can't, now. I can't, actually, at they, all. They're very tiny. They come in all different sizes, and they're making a big difference for patients now. Oh, thank goodness. That's all I have to say. We're going to get into what types of hearing aids there are and all of that in the next segment. But first, I have a lot of questions about hearing loss. Okay. So, um, and that's what, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of questions. And that's why we do this program, because we like to have the conversations on aging that nobody else likes to have. So what are some of those causes? Because a lot of people think it's hereditary. Like if your parents have hearing loss, then you'll have it. And that's true. You might um, get hearing loss as you get older. Sometimes people are just born with hearing loss. It could be noise-induced. If you listen to loud rock and roll music or you um, you use recreational sports with guns and shooting, it could be occupational with work. Um, we also sometimes could just be as simple as wax in your ears that we just need to get cleaned out, and that could cause a significant hearing loss. There's some medications that cause hearing loss, and um, sometimes people just get a sudden virus in their ear that could cause it. So there's lots of different reasons that people have hearing loss. Okay, so it's interesting you said that about loud noises, because (laughs) concerts, I I just got a new Apple Watch for Christmas, and it tells me all the time when there's loud noises. So I don't know. I mean, I like it because I'm like, oh, I didn't even think this was loud. You'd be surprised. Is it 90 decibels? What What do you consider loud? Yes, but it's also for how long you're in the noise. And so I always tell people, if you're wearing headphones and you can't hear the person talking to you, the noise is, the music is probably too loud in your ears. Well, I got to be honest too. I feel like it's so hard to know, right? Like if you start turning the TV up, yes, I mean, all the time, right? You're kind of like, why can't I hear them anymore? Right. And if people walk in the room and they say, wow, this TV's really loud, that would be a sign that you might be experiencing. You just got to pay attention to that stuff. I yes. just don't think we pay attention to it. No. And hearing loss comes on so gradually that people don't even notice. A lot of times I'll test hearing and they'll be shocked to hear that they have hearing loss because it's been such a gradual change for them. So tell us like, what are some of the symptoms? I know this is just one that I've heard. Um, my parents are in a book club. And so they, my mom keeps saying, oh, yeah, you know, the ladies in the book club, you know, they mumble. That's the that's <laughs> I'm like, first thing mm. I always hear. And I hear people say, um, my spouse is mumbling. When I go into background noise, I just can't hear anything but the noise. Um, they'll tell me they're asking people to repeat themselves, and things just sound unclear. Those are the main things that I hear people complain So when you're of. when you have to consist so every time someone says something to you if you have to say I'm sorry can you say that again I didn't hear you huge indicator huge indicator I mean yes. if you say it once a day I guess that's not too bad but if you say it every time someone or even 50% of the time right like oh, yeah. why do you have to keep asking people to talk louder and we just just suggest why don't you just go get a baseline hearing test so you can kind of see where you are and then even if you're not ready to do anything about it you can monitor your hearing over the years so my big thing is we do this right we go see the eye doctor at least i do because i've been doing it since i've 11 the eye doctor every year i need to get a prescription for my contacts and i need to get you know the glasses updated 
and we we do a physical every year. We we do our blood work every year. We do all of these things every year, but nobody thinks about your ears and your hearing. And we recommend to get your hearing tested every year, right around the age 55, 65 for sure, to get your hearing tested. Because hearing loss is a blind handicap. You can't look at you or somebody and say, oh, she has hearing loss. But it's something that just gradually comes on and people don't even realize they're experiencing it. And don't you feel like people feel so awkward that they just start not talking if they can't hear well? They absolutely do. One of the other things patients say is, my husband doesn't want to go to gatherings anymore. He doesn't want to hang out with our family, even though he loves being with everybody because he's so uncomfortable and he can't hear and he's withdrawing. And that's a terrible side effect that we're noticing a lot. Well, it's isolation. And then you're just sitting in your house. And how fun is that day and night? I mean, and then you keep turning the TV the TV's louder. Wait, let me go back. You sit in your house on your couch with a loud TV every day and every night. That's not fun. No. You you weren't created for that. There's so much purpose and socialization is a huge part of it. And I just want to encourage you listeners, this is my little soapbox for a second, because life as we age, you don't have to be lonely. You can socialize like you did when you were in high school. So this is an opportunity to get out, to do things, to be active. Number one thing to do is exercise. And it's shocking how many people don't want to do that because they don't want to be around people. It's like, go to the gym, put on something on YouTube. I mean, there's so many things that we can be doing with other people. Walk with your neighbor every day. (laughs) Right. And then when you're walking, you're side by side. So a lot of people are lip reading and they can't see them. So again, that's another time when people are asking, wait, what'd you say? I can't hear you. So so what should people do if if they're listening to this program right now and they're like, hmm, well, I'm over 55 and I've never had a hearing test. I mean, the number one thing is get a baseline, right? Get a baseline, yes. Absolutely. Call an audiologist or hearing professional and schedule your appointment. And most insurances cover it. So so Medicare covers it. I know that. Medicare covers 80%. Yes. Okay. Okay. And most insurances do cover a hearing appointment. Most insurances do, yes. Okay. And what do you do? Like, what does it look like when you go in for a hearing test? We're just all curious. You're right. So um, when our patients come in, we obviously go over their full history to understand about their hearing. And then we, um, we'll go inside the booth and we'll do a hearing test. We put the earphones on and we present some tones and they respond whenever they hear the softest tone. And then we do speech testing because not only do you have to hear the tone, but we want to check your understanding of the words. So some people will have poor hearing, but their word understanding is excellent. So all I have to do, we can turn up the volume and they can hear clearly. Unfortunately, other people who maybe have had a noise-induced hearing loss, even when we turn the volume up, it's not clear. So having a full hearing evaluation is super important as far as understanding your hearing loss and your expectations and dealing with the, and the sooner you do it, the better, because um, it's like exercising your muscles. If you're not using your hearing um nerve, your word understanding is going to diminish. And once it's gone, we can't get it back. So I was just going to ask you about word understanding. So like, what does, what do you mean by that? Like when you use a specific word, knowing what it means? So word understanding is in a quiet booth, we just present a word just to see how clearly you can understand the words. Obviously in the real world, you have context clues and you can hear better, but we just want to test to see specifically how well your ears can understand words. So that gives us an idea of how well you'll do with hearing aids or how um, clear your understanding of the words So is. like if you said tool and they said pool. Correct. So they heard something different than tool. Correct. Okay. 
And so that's when we start to get a better understanding and we can counsel and say, this is important because we don't want that to get any worse because once it gets worse, we can't get that clarity back. Got it. Got it. And that's okay. So that's my next question. (laughs) Because really, when you think about it, when people procrastinate, could it potentially damage your hearing and cause like health issues outside of, yeah. It really can. Um, like I said, when you're he- once your hearing is gone, we can't get it back. But the hearing can also affect other things. As we've talked about, it can affect um, withdrawing from people and feeling isolated. It can affect your anxiety because when people can't hear, they feel very anxious. And you won't think about that, but People are so anxious when they come into our office. They can't hear. They don't know what we're going to do. They don't know what their hearing results are going to be. And in the real world, just trying to speak with other people, if they don't know what's going on, it causes a major anxiety for them. Well, and you said something really interesting. Once it's gone, you can't get it back. You're just using a hearing aid to get it back. We can use the hearing aid to amplify what they have, but we cannot get back any permanently damaged hearing. Correct. Oh my goodness. Okay. So in one of these segments, we're going to talk about what we can be doing to better take care of our ears and why they become so, you know, I I know it's an age related thing, Yes. but so critical. Yeah. Protect your hearing when you're outside um, snow blowing right now or using a lawnmower, make sure you wear hearing protection because people forget to do that. And that can be very damaging. I just don't think people realize how loud things are. That's right. And you know, these kids, I'm just, I'm not, uh, not just kids, but everyone's wearing these ear pods now and they're listening to music. Tell us your thoughts on that. Again, I just want to make sure when you're listening to it, you're not listening to it so loud that you should be able to have a conversation with somebody next to you or else the uh, AirPods are probably turned up well, too loud. <laughs> well, I've been in, in like in line at the grocery store and I can hear someone else's music in their ears. Yeah. To me, that's too loud. And if they're listening to that all day long... <laughs> that, that would be an indicator, right? Yes, that's going to damage the hearing for sure. All right, we're going to be back in just a moment. You're listening to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Our topic today is hearing loss. And we are blessed to have... Uh, audiologist Kristen Hinderleiter in our office today. She is from Hinderleiter Hearing Services and very knowledgeable about, you know, your ears, right? And ear and hear hearing loss, why it happens, how it happens. And we're going to get into in our third segment, not this segment, but the third segment, the different types of hearing aids and what happens as you get fitted, you know, the different sizes, maybe some of the costs. So stay tuned because that's coming and it's very important to know. Um, But in this segment, I really want to talk about the different hearing related things that I've been like tinnitus or tinnitus. There's so many different words. How do you pronounce that? We pronounce it tinnitus, but most patients pronounce it tinnitus. Okay. Either one. So, So what is that and why does that happen? Can you share that with us a little bit? Yes. um, Tinnitus is the sounds or ringing or noises or swishing or crickets that you hear in your ears. People experience it differently. It is often just a symptom of hearing loss, but if it all of a sudden comes on, it's important to get that tested because it could be something else medically going on. Usually, however, tinnitus is just a symptom of hearing loss and 
when your anxiety is higher, it is worse. So that's why we like to have you get tested, find out that there's nothing medically going on. It's just a symptom of the hearing loss. And sometimes by wearing a hearing aid, that will give people relief from the tinnitus. It just brings in more noise and kind of masks out that ringing. And we also recommend patients that wear when they're sleeping, then sometimes it's worse. And so we're just having a fan or a noisemaker often will help relieve a little bit of the tinnitus. At nighttime, interesting. That's when it's the worst because it's quiet. And so they hear this noise, and then if they don't know what this is, then it gets louder, and then their stress level gets louder, and then the tinnitus gets louder, and it's a vicious cycle. And so that's why we really recommend having this tested, find out what's causing this tinnitus, Usually it's just hearing loss. There's not really anything else you can do. Mm-hmm. But and is it is it once you have it, you always have it, or does it come and go? So it sounds like it come and goes a little bit. Like someone could um, have ringing in their ears. It's ringing in your ears, right? It's ringing in your ears, but yeah. it comes in different sounds. It could be crickets. It could be a white noise. It could be a high pitch. It's different for a lot. Whatever of it is, and and it's like maybe the onset of hearing loss to get your ears. Okay, so yeah, and sometimes it's actually prevalent even before you have hearing loss. So if you've had a noise exposure, sometimes that will cause the ringing in your ears. Okay. Well, and I have a friend who has tinnitus and she's been asking me, who do I go see for an audiologist? So now I know who to give her to. But um, I think she's under a lot of stress right now. She just lost a family member. And so this is this is probably the onset, right? I mean, this is what happens. It and could. She's, and yep. also they say um, if your alcohol or caffeine can also... In, uh, increase the tinnitus. So if you can kind of reduce that, that will help. Well, if I had ringing in my ears 24-7, I for sure would stop drinking alcohol and caffeine. Not always, <laughs> but it can That's enough to drive you crazy. But yeah, you try anything. Yes. I mean, at that point, you really do try anything because, it, I mean, I don't know. It seems like it would be very annoying. I'm thanking God I don't have that issue, but it's an issue. I've heard it's, it repeatedly and a lot of friends are starting to get this. So yeah. There is a website that um, patients find helpful. It's called American Tinnitus Association, ATA.org. And there's a lot of people on there that have been experiencing. So I think it's a great resource for people to talk to with know. others that have tinnitus. Okay, good to know. The other big thing I hear is vertigo. So what is vertigo? It's like you're dizzy. So for most people, what it is, is the little crystals inside their vestibular system become kind of loose and they're moving around. And oftentimes, again, you want to have this diagnosed, but you can do some therapy to replace the um, crystals back on the membrane and usually that can resolve it. But again, you want to have that checked out. So this is an ENT, ear, nose, and throat doctor. Yes. Okay. So anytime you have vertigo, definitely call your ENT because you want to get that looked into. Mm Mm-hmm. Hearing aids won't have anything to do with vertigo, right? No, I have had patients tell me that they feel they're experiencing vertigo after they've gotten hearing aids, but it is not, there's no correlation to that. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, my other question was, you know, the, the whole plugged feeling like underwater. Have you heard that? Like people feel like, I know on a plane it happens all the time. <laughs> so there's a couple different things that that could be. You could have a eustachian tube issue, and that, again, would be a more of a medical issue. It could be just wax inside your ears, and oftentimes even just hearing loss. You feel plugged because the sound isn't able to get in. So if you're experiencing plugged feeling, I would have that checked also. Now, how often, like, how often is it earwax versus hearing loss? Like, that's really interesting <laughs> as you talk about that because, I mean, Like I said, we talk about things nobody wants to talk about, but we're talking about earwax. I'm not going to lie. I mean, 
Let's be real. No, earwax is a very prevalent issue with patients. So that's the first thing we check when they come in. And it's fun when we clean it out and they're like, oh, I can hear again. So patients often come in hoping that's the only issue. Wow. So a I lot mean, of people have earwax. Yeah. And, and you can get that done, I think, at a minute clinic. I mean, you can go anywhere, I think, to get mm-hmm. your... Yeah, they even have kits, right, over the counter. I don't know if you recommend that, but... No, the kits are good to soften it. You just want to make sure you've never had a perforated eardrum or hole in your eardrum. But yes, you can... The kits are good to soften it and get it out, but sometimes that is not enough. The other thing I would highly recommend against is ear candling. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Never heard of it. My brother even told me one time, they put a piece of wax in their ear and light it with a flame and people feel like it's going to pull the wax out of theirs. It absolutely could not work. It does not work and could cause permanent hearing loss. So please don't do ear candling. Okay. This is frightening, honestly. Okay. So yes. All right. We're learning a lot today. So one more question. So here's when it comes to hearing loss, is it usually the deeper sounds that we lose first or the high-pitched sounds? That's a good question. It's actually the high-pitched sounds because the way your cochlea is set up, the high-pitched hair cells are the ones that are damaged first. So most patients experience a high-frequency hearing loss. And now the comments that they're saying is, I can hear because the low frequencies are better intact, but I can't understand because the high frequencies are what affect understanding and clarity. So the high frequencies are usually the ones that go first. And that's, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. It's usually universal. It's just the way, correct. It's just the way the cochlea is set up and that the sounds that are, the hair cells that are affected first. So I have this cute little couple and I have to tell a story. And this gentleman is like, I really cannot hear my wife. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like giggling because I'm thinking, is it selective hearing? You know, but they really can't. Right. And they'll say their wife's mumbling. And then I have to explain to them, no, your wife's not mumbling. Those are just the frequencies you can't hear. It's her voice. And it's a true thing. It's a true this thing. This is it. So this poor man, <laughs> I mean, I we sat here and I mean, they were just struggling with so many different physical ailments. And we were talking through everything. And when we got to the hearing, he's like, I, I just, I really can't hear her. And she's like, he has selective hearing. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I really can't. And, and so I was like, why? So it makes sense then if it's the, it is the higher pitched and if you have a high-pitched voice as a wife, and that's possible, oh, for sure, then it, it is the first thing to go. Yes. For real. For real. <laughs> okay. Well, there's that. Um, yeah, it's so – I mean, the whole hearing thing is so interesting. Now, how often should you get your ears checked? Well, we – recommend every year, but prob- I know a lot of other doctors will say every two, maybe three years, but we recommend every year. We test our patients every year just to make sure there isn't a change. And how gradual is it? Like if I came in this year, for example, is every single person different or do you literally see like a step-by-step gradual decrease? And could it just be one step and then you stay that way? Like you plateau, like there is a chance that it won't get worse. All of it and above. Yes. So, um, it's, norm- it's not usually going to get better. Usually, um, it's a steady, slow change. But I had a patient the other day, he dropped significantly in six months. So everybody's different, and that's why we recommend testing it regularly. In general, though, a hearing loss is a gradual change, and it just will slowly change over time. So can I ask you how old he was? Don't give us his name, but how old was this gentleman that you said in six he months was he decreased 65. Lot. 65. Yes. I just think that's so young. Oh, you know, the older we get, the younger 65 becomes. Right, but, right. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, these are the questions that we've all like been wanting to know about because it's fascinating to me. 
just that little TV notch up. If you keep every time you have to turn that TV on, you notch that thing up like four or five steps. Yep. It's too loud. And, <laughs> and your family will let you know. And if your Apple Watch is going off telling you your TV is too loud, you have a bigger problem. Yeah. But the, this is why you're here. Yeah. You know, and I appreciate it. And, you know, everybody after the age of 55, I'm just going to say, why not get a hearing test? It's covered by insurance. Why would you avoid it? It doesn't make any sense. It's a win-win situation. I think so, too. But like I said, if people don't think they have hearing loss, they're not prone to go get it tested. But and they don't might not be realize. offended. So when you when someone comes up to you and puts their hand on your shoulder and says, "I think you should get your ears tested because you're not listening to me," or your spouse, it's usually your spouse or your kids. Mm-hmm. Let's be real, because those are maybe a best friend. Because most people won't say something except those people, right? And then you get mad. They do. Yeah, people get mad. So it's like we 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 all of us need to be aware of our surroundings. And if people around us are really trying hard to tell us that there is a problem, why is it that we cannot pay attention and do something about that? (laughs) Why do we have to fight that? And how hard is it you make an appointment? Yeah, it's as simple as that. You just call up and make an appointment. And it's about an hour long. And we, um, in most places, you'll do a full history, you'll do a hearing test, and then go over the results. And if you need any improvement, we can talk about some options. And they do the results right with you at the same day you do the test. Same day, Look yes. Look at that. You're listening to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Stay tuned because we'll be talking about hearing aids in our next segment. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Again, our topic today, hearing loss. And we have a doctor of audiology, and we've all been waiting for this segment because we get to finally talk about hearing aids. And with 30% of the people wearing them, it's a big population. And everybody's probably got so many questions, and I know I do. So I'm going to start with... um, there is this thing called an amplifier. It's as seen on TV. I used to see them at, at Walmart. And I often thought, well, I don't really know if I have hearing loss. So maybe I'll just try this amplifier and see if it helps me, you know, hear a little bit better. What are your thoughts on this amplifier versus going to hearing aids right away? Like doing an amplifier is like a first step. What's your thought on that? I see a lot of people who start off with amplifiers. But I don't usually see many happy people who start off with amplifiers. (laughs) They start with them. They think they're going to help a little, and that's really all they do. So it kind of depends on how much hearing loss they have. But really, I don't see many people who would love it or buy it again or don't want to return it. Yep. Personally. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a very good answer. So, you know, I've – let me just ask you this question. There's different types of hearing aids. So, like, is it by brand? Like, what would you say are, like, the top – Three or four. How many different hearing aids do you have at your office? So we work with different manufacturers, and I work with three or four different manufacturers. There's mainly six out there. Six, okay. And then each manufacturer has all different styles and types of hearing aids. So the style is going to be, what does it look like? Does it go in your ear? Does it go all the way in your ear where no one can see it? Or does it go behind your ear? And so the style is important Because some people just don't want to see it at all. And so we have very tiny invisible, it's called invisible in the canal. But the problem with that is while it's so tiny, you lose a lot of the features of the hearing aid because it's just simply so small. 
And one of the more popular hearing aids right now is what we call as a RIC. It's a receiver in the canal. So there's a tiny piece in your ear and then the main part is behind the ear. So it's cosmetically appealing and it gives you all the features for hearing aids. And it's called RIC? It's a RIC style receiver okay. in the canal. Receiver, receiver in the, in the canal. Ear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Versus RIC. Okay. Yeah, it's RIC. <laughs> oh, and that's a popular one because it's um, concealed a little bit. It's, it's pretty concealed. They blend in with your hair and it's not so full inside your ear. So it's a more natural sound for most people. Okay. Do you feel like when you, if you get hearing aids younger, it's easier to adapt to them? 100%. Hearing aids are kind of complicated, and we try to simplify them, but it's much easier when you're younger because your brain is able to adapt to it. You are able to get used to the sound quality, and it's 100% easier to get used to them when you're younger. And do you recommend everybody take them out at night and charge them? Is that kind of what happens in the... If okay. you, most people take them out and most of them are charged at night because you want to give your ear a break at night. And yes, with the rechargeable hearing aids, you have to recharge them at night. And it's so it's so amazing because they have this little case and you just stick them in this little case, shut it, plug it in. And it, they when you wake up in the morning, they're charged. Yes, it only takes about four hours and you're ready to go. Now, back in the day, I'm remembering all of my sweet little seniors who would lose their hearing aids and or not use them because they couldn't get the battery changed because they had to charge a battery separate and then put them into the hearing aid, yes. right? And I you mean, had to change the batteries once a week and it was hard for them to feel with their fingers sometimes. Well, it's hard for anybody to change They're a battery, so not alone a senior. I mean, the little tiny battery, I mean, be real. <laughs> it's made a huge difference. With the rechargeable are wonderful. So Listeners, if you don't have a rechargeable hearing aid, it's time to get one because you just stick it in the case and it recharges. The biggest thing is finding an outlet to put it in. <laughs> right, with all your other accessories. With everything else that has to charge, like your iPhone and, yes, and your Apple Watch and all the other stuff. Right. So, so moving into how long do hearing aids last? They typically last four to five years. Sometimes people come in and they think they're buying one for the rest of their life, but the technology changes. And I would say after four to five years, it is significant changes where patients notice a big improvement in the technology. Interesting. Okay. So don't keep your hearing aids forever. And if you've had them at least four years, please go get some new ones. Now, everyone complains about the cost of them, though. I know, I, I know as I'm even saying it, I'm <laughs> thinking of that's going to be the next question. Well, I don't have that much money to spend and get another whole set of hearing aids for the more money. So what is the range of the cost of just general hearing aids? They range from about $2,500 up to $6,500, depending on the type and the technology. That and insurance want. does not cover the actual cost of a hearing aid. Some does. Some of the insurance do cover the cost. And so um, there's different resources out there as well. But yes, it depends on your insurance benefit. You may have a hearing aid rider. Okay, so definitely check on that. Yes. <laughs> I know Medicare doesn't. And then cover we them. also have a wonderful resource with the state of Michigan that if patients are working, they could assist in the cost of the hearing aids for them. Oh, well, so that's, that's good. Nice so check resource. with your state. Yeah, absolutely. That's worth it. So talk up to us a little bit about the different accessories available with hearing aids. Um, well, right now it's fun because we can pair an iPhone or an Android phone to the hearing aids. So one of the biggest complaints people have is they can't hear over the phone. And now instead of trying to stick the phone up to your ear, you can leave the phone on the table and the calls will go directly through both of your ears and hear. So the phones are one wonderful accessory. Wow. Yeah, that's excellent. It's so nice. You can, it's kind of like your new um, AirPods. You don't have to use them anymore. Your hearing aids become your AirPods. You can listen to your music or any streaming on your phone. 
And they also have TV streamers, which is one of my favorite things. Anytime I'm watching a show, I'll stream the TV right through the hearing aids. We also have microphones that um, we can put on another person, and the person's voice will go directly into their hearing aids. So there's a lot of different options that we have um, if people are having a difficult time hearing, even with the hearing aids. I love that you have these things available. I think it's amazing because, I mean, especially the TV. <laughs> people love it. And it's the technology's changed so much that people can actually enjoy it. And what's really nice is if there's a couple people in the room and the spouse doesn't want to listen to the TV, they can mute the TV and you can still listen through your hearing aids at whatever level you well, like. I don't know who has that problem. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about crinkling, because one of the big things is the background noise. So my um, when I'm in a meeting and somebody's crinkling paper or ruffling something, you know, people with hearing aids are like, oh my goodness, I, I can hear that so loud. Like the crinkling noises or the background noises are really loud. That's like a big complaint, I feel like, with hearing aids. Okay, do you hear that too or no? We do. But one of the nice things with the new technology is we're able to adjust for that. So the new digital technology hearing aids have so many more channels and fine-tuning abilities that we are able to reduce that. We're able to adjust soft sounds, normal sounds, loud sounds, high sounds, low sounds. We have a lot of flexibility to make them comfortable and natural sounding. Okay. And how often do you adjust them? So um, a typical appointment will be the first fitting, and then we'll do a verification with the real ear measurement. And then we usually see people in two weeks back, and then we hear all their complaints. These sounds are too crinkly. And if they're having a hard time adjusting to the normal target, we'll start them off lower. Everybody varies in how quickly they adjust. But we sometimes start patients lower and have a couple of incremental appointments, turning them up so that they get comfortable. It's a little bit different for everybody. Some people take a little bit longer to adjust, and that's fine. That's what... That's why you start younger. That's why you start it is, younger. It is really interesting because I think if you get a hearing aid when you're 80 versus when you get it when you're 60, it, you just adapt better to it, right? Absolutely. And you're preserving your hearing. By stimulating your auditory nerve with hearing aids, you're hopefully preventing your hearing from getting worse. And I feel like people, instead of doing it that way, just keep waiting longer. And they're trying to see how long they can go they absolutely before are. they really can't hear anything and then they get a hearing aid. That's right. And that's what you're telling them not to do. Don't wait. <laughs> we want to recommend and encourage you to get your hearing tested. Because it could delay the, the aging process in your ears, right? I mean, you if you get a hearing, hearing aid younger, your brain is working better, right? And there's so many studies that show that hearing aids help with dementia and Alzheimer's. And that's such a critical thing. Because stimulating that auditory nerve, there are studies that show will help delay the onset of dementia. Because you almost stop... You know, the way I understand it, and you tell me if this is correct, so a horn honking, for example, or a blinker, right? That's a sound that they start not hearing anymore. Right. And then all of a sudden, your brain is like, what's that sound? You know, like it doesn't know what it is. Like, oh, that's what a blinker sounds like when you have a loud blinker somewhere. You know, because your brain is not used to hearing it anymore. Right. Or you just don't hear it at all. And then you put a hearing aid on, you got to get used to all these sounds all over again. And your brain's trying to figure out what the heck is that? It takes some time. <laughs> it's not like glasses where you just put them on and you hear again. The hearing loss, when you put a hearing aid on, it does take a little while, a couple weeks to adjust and get used to them. And how do you determine which hearing aid is good for which person? So we have to look at a couple of factors. Number one, their lifestyle. What are their needs and where do they need to hear better? So for patients who are older and have a quieter lifestyle, 
we can maybe go with a simpler hearing aid where it's just going to amplify a few frequencies. We look at the cost. Where do we, how much money is this going to cost and where, what, what do they want to afford to pay for them? And the technology and the features, what are their needs for hearing? What do we want to try to improve for them? Isn't it always just sound or you, there could be other things that so people some miss? people don't have a, a big issue in background noise. Some people are like, I don't go to restaurants. I don't have this problem. So the higher, more advanced hearing aids are going to have much more noise reduction. So depending on the environments that they're in is going to affect what technology we choose for them. Okay. I've got two more questions, but we're going to answer them in the next segment because isn't there an app on your phone too that you can use to control your hearing aids? Yes. Which Okay. We're going to talk about that. So if you have the app... Great. You're going to learn more about it. If you don't have the app, you're going to want to get an app because I think all of them have an app, right? The hearing aids? Yes. And to me, it's like the latest and greatest thing. So you're listening to Next Steps for Seniors Conversations on Aging. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Our topic today is hearing loss. And as we discussed in the first three segments, there is a lot of information that comes and goes around hearing. Hearing loss, hearing aids, what we can do about it. And I like, you know, what you said about starting early. I think it's important for us, age 55, she said, and up, an annual hearing test. It's covered by insurance. It's a win-win. What do you have to lose? Why not start younger? Your brain is adapting. Your ears are adapting to hearing aids. And as you age, it could you know, stave off a little bit of that hearing loss happening so quickly. So I think it's really important. But I wanted to share uh, Kristen Hinderleiter's phone number with the Hinderleiter Hearing Services. It is 248-430-8425. Now, she is here in Michigan, um, in Birmingham. So anywhere in this area, you can definitely give her a call. But I do recommend an audiologist. I recommend going to a hearing aid center, a doctor of audiology. There are a lot of big box stores out there that are selling um, hearing aids, and sometimes it's not a trained audiologist. And there is something special about having an audiologist. Tell us a little bit about that, Kristen. Well, I just, um, I think it's important to make sure that your hearing is properly diagnosed. And so we recommend that you get a full evaluation. And sometimes I've seen patients come in from other facilities where we should have recommended them go follow up with an ENT, but they didn't. And now they have a permanent hearing loss. And so before you maybe buy something online or just go to someone who's maybe not qualified, recommend a full evaluation by a doctor of audiology or an audiologist to properly have your hearing loss diagnosed so that we don't miss something that we could have fixed. Because it's possible, just like in anything, any doctor you go to. I mean, we all have gone to school for a reason and we want to use our trained, you know, information that we have. And when you buy a hearing aid, you're actually paying for the service, right? What you provide. Yes. Right. Part of what's included, we bundle our packages. So when you buy the hearing aid, your services are going to be included during the duration of the warranty. So you're trusting every time you go in, and this is what's important too, I've learned this about the hearing aids, 
the audiologist is actually adjusting the software program. So when they do the hearing test every time you go in, they're adjusting the hearing aids on the software, correct? Yes. To meet your levels where you're at. Correct. And then they stick at those levels until you go back in again. So if you wait a whole year, and you said that one guy who in six months his hearing had dropped significantly, and you don't go back in, then that software is still at that same level. It never moved. Correct. Yeah. And when there's a big change like that, then we also want to refer to a medical doctor. It's just something that we maintain and follow up because some people just disregard that and say, oh, I think you're fine, but we want to make sure that we're preserving their hearing. And if they do have a medical change that we're referring them to a proper ear, nose, and throat doctor, which we have wonderful relationships with the doctors in the area. So I also have heard that when you actually, because you can turn your volume up during the day. Let's talk about our app. We talked a little bit about it coming in this segment. So the the fascinating thing is they do have apps now on your iPhones yes. that you can correlate with your your hearing aids. So you can actually turn the volume right. up, correct, on your app. Yeah, so some people, it's too hard for them to feel the little buttons on the back of the hearing aid. So now you can pull out your phone and look at the app, and you can turn your volume up and down. You can switch your programs. Sometimes you can adjust the directionality so you're focusing in on the person right in front of you talking when you're in a noisy situation. Um, you can affect the outdoor noise. There's a lot of flexibility, or we can just set it simply to automatically adjust. So it's nice to have options for people who want to adjust and others who don't. We can set it all automatic. So when you say set automatic, I don't know if I understand what you mean by that. So with the more advanced hearing aids, depending on the environments that you walk into, they're going to automatically adjust. So when you're in a quiet room, you're just going to get a little bit of noise reduction. And as you walk into a noisy background situation, the hearing aids will switch and it will cut down the background noise automatically. Okay, well that sounds like one I want to buy. Yeah, the most <laughs> so you popular. don't have to. Yeah, so you don't have to turn it up and down. Not as on much. the app. You, it'll do it automatically. Yes. So for the patients who walk in and say, "I don't want to adjust anything," we are able to set the hearing aids to be pretty automatic for them. Okay, can you tell us the name of which one does that? They they all pretty much they all the manufacturers have the high end options to do that. Oh, yes. Gosh, sold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to tell me a story about a patient that came in last week. Well, one of the important things, I think, is a service. And if you just buy a hearing aid expecting to walk in, be fit, and not go back in again, you might not be getting the full value. And so just the other day, I had a man come in, and he was super frustrated. And we pulled up his settings, and while everything looked okay, he was frustrated that he was not hearing well in noise. And so we spent the time, and we readjusted him, and we did the verification. We reprogrammed his phone. We set up his app. And he says, gosh, I wish someone else would have done this the last time I spent all this money and this wasn't done for me at the office. So it's just an important thing to check where you're going to make sure they have good reviews and that they know what they're doing when programming and that they're experienced because hearing aids, right, they are expensive and you want to make sure you're getting the full um, use out of them because they have absolutely. a lot of flexibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we do a Q&A question at the end of every segment and then we do a tip of the day. So I'm going to talk about the tip of the day first because I think it's going to be a really good um, topic. So... I'm going to talk about it. bringing a spouse to your hearing test. This is my tip of the day. I love it. I think it's really important to have somebody, a spouse, a child, somebody with you because there's a lot of information you're gaining in that hour. And if you're sitting in that room by yourself, you forget everything when you left. Absolutely. We always recommend that somebody bring a spouse, a partner, a friend with them to their appointments. 
you know, when you come in, as I've said before, patients usually wait seven years to come. They're usually in denial that they have hearing loss. Now, when we go over the results, it's a lot to hear what we're telling them. And then if we have to consider new options, it's really sometimes overwhelming. So we do like to bring, have some, a significant other come with them so they can help be their ears for them and help hear all the results that we're talking about. Well, and the other thing I think is important is ask them, say, do you mind if I record this? You know, there's a record button on your iPhone. Yes. And just say, do you mind if I record this conversation just so I can listen to it again? Because, and I don't know about you, but what I hear a lot is, as we age, you have to repeat things a couple times before it actually sinks into their brain, right? Yep. Yes. So like you're, t- you're telling them a, a story or a sentence and then they're like, well, can you say that one more time? Like the, you almost need to say it twice before they get it. So when you're sitting in a doctor's office or a hearing test and they throw all this information at you and you're like, okay, I, th- I picked up like 50% of that, right? Right. So it's easier to have a recording of it or another person there because together you probably got 100% of it. I think that's a great idea. And I oftentimes will videotape them as they're practicing putting the hearing aids in and different parts of the, we're going over getting used to the hearing aids because it's a, it's a big change for people at first. And if you don't have them in the right way, for sure they're not going to work. You're not going to hear that's right. So my Q&A question is, is it possible to get refurbished hearing aids and what your thoughts are on that? So um, sometimes we can have people donate hearing aids. And so we will use and kind of refurbish those hearing aids onto new patients. You know, not everyone can afford hearing aids. So we have been lucky to have patients who have maybe passed away or are no longer using those hearing aids. And we are able to then uh, reuse them for someone else. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you. I thank you so much. I think this topic is very endearing. Is there anything last, you know, anything that we haven't covered that you want to, what would be your takeaway? If you could tell all of people that are listening to the program today, please do this one thing. What would it be? I just recommend that you actually schedule a hearing evaluation, sign up and find out where you are, get a baseline and make sure you're hearing the best you can because it's going to improve your quality of life. When you can hear better, you are brought back into the conversations and your quality of life is going to be so much better. Yes. And and I'm going to echo that in please listen to the people around you. If you have friends or family that you keep having to say, what? Can you repeat that? What? Can you repeat that? please, please increase the volume of your hearing aids. Get them checked again. Get new ones. I mean, whatever it needs to happen because life doesn't need to be difficult. Life can be simple and we can have social conversations and enjoy our conversations if we can hear them. That's right. You're tuning into Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Call a loved one, hug a loved one, and be appreciative today. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.